Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Your Voice First podcast. If you'd like to learn more, find us on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and every other social platform at Voice First AI. Welcome back to a collaboration between Your Voice First podcast and Gab Street Podcast. Today we have Corey Leo from the Gab Street Podcast as well as myself, Pat Sweetman, from uh, Your Voice First podcast. The first question I have for you today, well, I guess before I put out the first question, the intention, um, I did want to bring this up, is connecting Columbus creatives to have a collaboration of the podcasts that are going on in Columbus. I think you and I are both on the same page that podcasts and audio content are very important for the stage of technology and the economy that Columbus is in. So connecting the people who are on podcasts are very important. Um, like you said, there's no competition. It's all collaboration. So without further ado, first question, what is Gab Street Podcast? We've got a lot of people here, no voice technology and artificial intelligence. What the heck is Gab Street? So Gab Street Podcast is the best place to go if you feel like you're living in a city that you can't appreciate, uh, that city specifically being Columbus. There are a lot of people that specifically I grew up around that have been living in Columbus all their lives, and they don't feel like they live in a place that's worth living in, that has cultural value, and uh, that's wrong. <laughs> uh, my goal is to let those people know that, and we, we call our fans pedestrians, it's a pedestrian movement, and part of that is uh, you can find people that are just as impressive and just as important culturally walking around on the street in Columbus, Ohio, as you can seeing on the, on, on the big screens from uh, Los Angeles and New York. You know, we, I, we always try to look to places to run away. And I think it's important to understand that uh, you need to appreciate your immediate surroundings as well. So that's the biggest, that's what Gab Street is here to do. I agree with that. And I look at you and I see this 19 year old that's doing some amazing things. And I know that you want to be traveling the world. I know <laughs> that you've got to have all these thoughts of like going somewhere else. But I asked you off camera before this. Hmm. Do you plan on making Columbus a long term home? I do. And I know that you're, you're running Gab Street. It's got to be a yes. But I know <laughs> you've got to be thinking there's got to be some cool things in L.A., in Seattle, in China, in all of these different places you could be going. How have you been fitting that into your mental map? This, this like desire to be the young guy that travels out and explores while also having this podcast and this core belief of, yo, everything that we need is here inside of us in Columbus. It's already here. Like, how, how do you balance that? So um, if you're diving into a pool, you're not going to jump off of a diving board with cracks in it, right? You're not going to jump off of an incomplete diving board. Okay. And by living here for a long time first, before, first of all, I've been to other places visiting, right? Right. Um, to live somewhere else at this point in my formative years, because I believe I still am in my formative years, <laughs> is to not have a solid foundation to jump off of yet. Because you're going to hit that water awkwardly. You're going to hit it really, you're not going to hit it the right way if you're jumping off of a broken diving board. So that I by living and understanding Columbus as best I possibly can before mm. tackling any other place. Uh, I want I want to be able to navigate. 
I feel like it's a good model to be able to navigate other places as a result of that understanding. Does that make sense? I, I, I hear you. I 100% agree. Never thought of it like that. I've, I've often looked at people and I think, wow, you've really never left Ohio. You <laughs> literally have no idea what's going on outside of here. And I think how when, when we used to be growing up, or I'm sorry, when we used to be growing up, when we were growing up, how when we first started to read, we probably had one book that was our first book to read. Hmm. And the only reason we were able to read it is because we memorized every word because our mom said it so many times. <laughs> we told mom, mom, I know how to read this book. She knew, okay, you've just, you've memorized every word on the page and you've just memorized it and you're just reciting it. You're reciting, you're not truly reading. My view then is when people leave and they go and explore something new, that's when they're truly reading. Hmm. That's when they're truly putting in all these practices of identifying words, identifying sentence structure, identifying grammar, identifying themes. But you just gave me a new piece to that, fitting into that, okay, you really need to understand this first book so you can understand what a sentence looks like, so you can understand what a paragraph looks like, so you can understand what a theme is, because Columbus has it all. Once you understand this book entirely, get out and go somewhere else and apply this model elsewhere. But if I'm getting you right, you do plan on going and taking this model to other places, or at least expanding from Columbus and what you're doing. I would love to foster this style of appreciation for your surroundings in the same vein in other places. I personally don't plan on, say, like, let's let's look at another city that you've definitely heard of, but maybe don't really know or have much associated with it, like, let's say Lexington, Lexington Kentucky, or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Um, you don't, when you hear that name, you're like, that's a city. That's kind of that's kind of the brunt of what you what you think about, right? And I imagine the people who live there probably feel the same way to a certain extent. They hear a lot about New York. They hear a lot about L.A. They don't hear much about their city. There isn't a Joe Rogan from Lexington, Kentucky, in interviewing people from Lexington, Kentucky. It's so hard to say, um, and showing off that it's actually an important place of culture. And in reality, every city in the United States is an important cultural place. So Columbus is included in that. That doesn't mean it's the only. So, you know, it, I would love to have that attitude. Just positivity is infectious, right? All I'm promoting is positivity. You have to be positive about where you are. That's that's the best way to improve even your own mental health. So, for there to there could be a Gab Street in every city, basically. That's that's if that answers your question, I would say that's uh, that is my answer. <laughs> I want to take a quick second and congratulate you. Hmm. I heard Gab Street has recently had its first birthday. Yes, that is correct. So you guys you. threw an event as a result of having your first birthday, right? Mm-hmm. Would you mind, for people who weren't there and aren't aware of how dope that event was, <laughs> talk about how you created that birthday celebration for the podcast and who you kind of brought in to collaborate as your team. Okay, so uh, first big shout out is to Joseph Keith, um, 100%. Uh, he is over at a Raven's Hood blog, and he is writing a lot about Columbus culture uh, he, so what, what I do is a little more long form. Um, he's taking it and condensing it a bit into some videos and some top 10 kind of content. And, uh, he's also written some, some articles and his, his stuff is mostly uh, focused on music specifically. So, um, he's written a few articles, one of which details, uh, the importance of realizing that, uh, the people 
closest to you in your in your personal life are not always going to value your creative projects mm. and that you need to get over that uh, in order to succeed. And that's that's just a, one example of the genius that he's writing out there. Um, so to get into what he did for the party, uh, he was the host of that party and uh, he, he emceed the whole thing and his performance was wonderful. Um, believe it or not, that was his first time. And uh, <laughs> he told me he was very nervous afterward. Um, I, I think he did a fantastic job, but he helped throw that together. And he was the person who gave me the energy to believe that we could do it. So in January, I was thinking to myself, oh, well, February 6th is when the Gab Street turns a year old. I want to celebrate that somehow. I have no idea what to do. I feel like, and I'm not a very celebratory person when it comes to things of my own. Like if there's, if I have a birthday party for myself, it's thrown by someone else usually. Mm -hmm. I'm not the kind of person that'll put on my own party. You're selfless. Sure, <laughs> sure, we'll go with that. Um, thank you. Uh, Joseph Keith put the, kind of smacked me into some sense into me and saying like, this is something worth celebrating um, and helping me kind of separate the show from myself because the show isn't focused on me. It's not the Corey Leo show, it's Gab Street. I merely facilitate the interactions that are on it. So by making that separation, I was like, oh, okay, well, this is something that not only it's we're celebrating something good, but we're bringing people together doing it. So he also was instrumental in getting, eh, you'll get that pun here in a second, in getting the musicians ah, uh, on, on the bill. We had eight performers, um, which is fantastic. That's amazing. A few of which have already been interviewed on the show and the rest of which will be interviewed on the show. On the Gab Street. On Gab Street. Yes. Thank you. Um, they'll, they'll be on Gab Street podcast for sure. Um, so he, w he brought those people in and another person, another group of people to shout out is Revolter Pictures. Uh, they are the film crew for the event as well as other events that we will be throwing in the future. So look out for that. Uh, it's three guys. It's Alex, Anthony, and Bryn. Uh, I've known them for little, I think it, about a year now. Uh, and they make really funny skits and they captured the entirety of the party um, and are currently throwing together a recap for it. So I'm very thankful for that. People are going to be able to either relive it or live it even if they weren't there. So I'm excited for that. And so by all those avenues, they knew some people in the film community. Joseph Keith knew people in the music community. The people that were performing on stage, their fans came out to the show. Uh, everyone that, I, that supports the show that I went to high school with came to the show, and they, they interacted and made connections. And you'd think a lot of... Oh, also, one more thing. The Discord, Columbus Discord. Uh, I joined that. Discord chat. Discord chat, yes. Interesting. Okay, yeah. continue. Uh, I met some people through there, and I just interviewed Adam Himmel from that. came out this morning. Um, they have been wonderful and wel welcoming, and they came out and supported it as well. And the connections that happened during that party were between such vastly different groups of people that you would not imagine would ever interact and be kind to each other and and give each other things, you know, and... Uh, here's an example of a good interaction is uh, 
there was one of the raffle items at the party was a uh, half off discount for uh, full Revolter Pictures, you know, edit filming and editing job. Oh wow, that's major. Yeah, uh, they do a good job, so it was a pretty good prize. And someone in the audience who registered for it, probably not really knowing what they were getting into, won it. And because they had met and saw uh, Dollar Sign Asia perform, shout out Asia. Shout out Dollar Sign Asia. Oh yeah. Um, she ended up giving Asia that instead, uh, seeing that it would be in better hands at that point. Oh, wow. Yeah. Asia, if you're listening to this, I hope you're leveraging that Revolter Pictures package <laughs> to the fullest. That's a collaboration that'll go down in history. Oh, yeah. We were talking earlier about this audio only and mm. how Gab Street, when it first started, was only audio. Yes. At what point did you start adding a visual component to the podcast? So... I'll give you a little bit of backstory first. Uh, we used to have a co-host that was on every episode named Gage, and he was with the show for about 22 episodes. Uh, and then he quit after that because his schedule got too hectic, and then it's just been, been me since then. But from episode 1 to 13, we were audio only. From 14 through 22, we, were vis- we, were, we had a visual component. Gage was the tech guy. I didn't really understand what was going on. He was doing a lot of it for me, which is sad to admit. And then he left. So I thought, I don't have, I, I need to rebuild what I'm going to do without him first. I need to kind of take a step back. I didn't want too many components that I had to throw together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I eliminated the video portion until about episode 44. Uh, so that was 22 episodes uh, that we had only audio, and um, the audio, the video coming back has very clearly shown growth. But at the same time, it didn't seem as important to me during the audio only portion because we are still having a bit of growth, and I'm not a, I'm not a visual person, personally. I, I process things very linguistically. You can hear how much I'm talking this guy's head off right now. You know, Love it. I, <laughs> um, I, I write copious notes uh, based on research for each guest beforehand. And, uh, you know, what, the, what's sitting in front of me here is a visual, uh, if I'm allowed to mention, if Please it's not do. a trade secret. Continue. Um, the mind map. <laughs> yes, the mind map. Um, while it is helpful to a lot of people, and I like the way it's organized, when I see arrows pointing to different things, it just doesn't register as well as just a long sentence describing the same connection. That's, that just ends up working better for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had a bunch of visual people telling me, hey, you need to bring this back any way you can. And my excuse was always, well, I don't have enough money for a camera or anything mm-hmm. like that. And I was like, you know what? I need this. I just, like we're using today, I just put on my phone. Yeah. Yeah. And it hey, ended phone. up, hello phone. Uh, it works very well, does it not? It works great. I, I'm, we're yeah. running on the Google Pixel 3a right now. I love it. Yeah, it's. I mean, I have a Galaxy S8 right now, and it it works great. Mm-hmm. Um, Video is a little grainy. Usually, people don't care about that really. So, well, from my perspective, I run a conversational AI company. We're here to build cool technology, and I'm trying to just capture a clip of space as our rocket ship is flying through it. I don't care how grainy it looks. I'm just trying to capture and send that stuff back to the oh, home planet. Mm. But that's us. 
you guys are entirely podcast. So I'm very curious of your views on the importance of audio versus video, because at least on, on the voice first podcast side, a lot of the people that are listening to this are interested in Amazon Alexa and Google Assistant, and they're curious of voice only interactions, voice first interactions, and multimodal experiences. So in your mind right now, is audio king, where does like audio and visual fall in for you in terms of storytelling and brand presence? Well, obviously you wouldn't want to watch just a silent video of some of two people sitting there talking, right? Agreed. Uh, so audio is automatically more important to me. If I had to drop one, I would have to drop video 100%. Um, something I've been told by some of our listeners is that they like listening to our show while they're doing something else, while they're driving to and from work, while they're doing work that they don't have to hear other things for. So that aspect is important and having the choice to either sit there and pay attention fully to a video with audio or to be able to just play it in the background and still pick things up here and there. You know, I won't be offended if you don't hear every single word. It's all right. Uh, or if I, you're listening at double speed. Yeah, exactly. Like, how many people have you had come up to you and be like, yo, you sound fire at double speed? I've never heard that, actually. Really? Yeah. They're out there. If, really? you're, if you're out there listening to Gab Street and you haven't told him that you're listening at double speed, give this man a shout out and tell him how good he sounds at double speed. I know people are listening to me at double speed. I've got friends that tell me, and I can only imagine how, because I already talk quickly. Hmm. I can only imagine how fast it sounds at double speed. <laughs> We've gone down the whole Gab Street route. The next route I wanted to take is actually on our hometown of Columbus or the greater Ohio. Why is this the place to be? So the, the question I'm going to direct to you is, it, I'm going to prep the audience. Off camera, Gabe told me, hey, I've got a very... Corey. I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> wow. Corey told me. What was it exactly you told me? You said, uh, my, my answer is going to surprise you? Yes. So here's the question. Why is Columbus the place to be? So the, when you sent me the question... It said, uh, why is Columbus the perfect place to be? The perfect place. And like I said, my answer is probably going to surprise you. Uh, it's, it's not. Columbus is not the perfect place to be. Here is what Gab Street is trying to say with regards to Columbus. Columbus is a worthwhile place to be. Columbus, you already live here if you're listening to this, most likely. You don't need to put the resources into moving somewhere else and running away to somewhere that seems cooler in order to have a good time, in order to live somewhere with cultural diversity and value. And like I said earlier, Gab Street could be in any city. Mm -hmm. there, there could be a Gab Street style show in every single city in the United States. It's all about appreciating the positives of where you are. Mm -hmm. And one of the biggest things that dictate really success over American history in general is mobility. Being able to, I mean, for example, drive to work and back or drive to school and back or just get there somehow. And uh, there are not a lot of people that are able to move somewhere else out of Columbus, out of Ohio, or out of the country even. So it's just so, like, there are certainly, if you, everybody has different standards for uh, a good place to be. Mm -hmm. For me, Columbus mm -hmm. is the pers perfect place to be. Mm -hmm. For my personal standards. Right. This is a good place 
to build something great and to have supportive people around it and not feel isolated this is a perfect place for that and this is a great place this is for me this is a very grounding place i go to when i go on vacation anywhere i tend to go places with mountains and then there i'm just gawking at the world around me and it makes me feel small and everyone needs to feel small sometimes but when i come back to columbus you feel the same size as columbus you feel like you are you can be part of it interesting interesting so you don't feel that columbus is the perfect place to be right now i do not not by everyone's standards for sure but by your standards mr Corey, is it the perfect place for what i'm trying to do yes okay tell me more why why is it the perfect place for what you're trying to do so the culture here is extremely welcoming and one reason why that is is because when you think of columbus ohio if you're from another state that isn't in the same caliber as los angeles or new york where you go there to compete with everyone else and come out on top so there, there's already a lack of that competitive idea when you come to this city there's no reason to push anyone down because that's not what you're here to do and i don't think i don't know of very many people that do come here to succeed because they came here specifically they ended up here by another circumstance or they were born and raised here hmm. and they made do with what they had interesting super interesting because i feel like this is perfect running a tech company thinking i've lived in amazon i've lived in seattle when hmm. i worked at amazon i knew what it was like to pay two and a half thousand dollars a month rent for a single bedroom studio, which was like 10 minutes away from where I worked. But it was beautiful there, and I agree with you that nobody appreciates it, because in Seattle, the entire city is integrated with nature. You have green spaces throughout the city. It's beautiful. You're right on the Pacific Ocean. You've got Olympic National Park that you can view from the ferry, and you amazing culture. But everybody there still looks elsewhere. Everybody's still looking and seeing how green the grass is elsewhere. And I was looking around, and I was like, Seattle is perfect. You've got <laughs> tech. You've got nature. You've got mountains. You've got national parks. It's all right here. But nobody appreciates it. We're all looking somewhere else. And I, I think that's what gave me the knowledge to come back here and be like, bro, I'm paying now I'm paying the exact same amount, $2,500 a month. But instead of just getting a single-bedroom apartment, I have a whole house with a backyard and a garage. Like, my rent stretches me significantly further here in Columbus than it does in Seattle. And, like, for me, that's a major upside. Mm -hmm. We've got this entrepreneurial community. We've got this startup community. We've got these musicians, which are hot. We've got, like, so many things that are going for us. And in any sort of national chart comparing the top cities in the world, Columbus is starting to make some of them. Columbus is starting to get on charts. So, like, for me, I love what you said about it's a great place to build something great. I'm here now to try to make this city great. Hmm. There are more musicians in Columbus, Ohio, on Amazon Alexa than any other city in the world. We have a lot of podcasts, too, but podcasts were an early adopter of voice technology. So a lot of podcasts have shifted over onto Alexa flash briefings because hmm. flash briefings were a great case for audio content in this hypothesis that you have of how important the audio is. I agree with you. I think Columbus is a great place to be. I'll, in my vision of how I'm playing forward, I will take a month, like 
before the coronavirus came, hmm. we were expecting to take a month trip as a team to South Korea hmm. because that's the capital of Samsung, which is Bixby, because we've been wanting to do that. But then come back, go out for a month, take what we've done, do a research trip out there, get to experience it, but then come back to our home and bring all the lessons that we brought back home. I know you're, you're 19, you've still got a long time to think about it, but you're also a business owner and a podcast host, and I can tell that you're a goal-oriented man. In your vision of how Corey's, Corey's life goes, are you thinking uh, grow your community here and then shift into a different part of the world where you kind of establish roots somewhere else? Or are you thinking more of kind of what I was saying of like experiences going out, but always coming back and making this kind of the long-term anchor where you will always come back? I definitely see this as a long-term anchor, for sure. Yeah, if I'm going to go somewhere else, I'm definitely coming back each time. Let's move on to who are the culture drivers that you've been seeing in Columbus. We mentioned Joseph Keith. We've mentioned Dollar Sign Asia. You're obviously collaborating with cool people like Sam Rothstein. Shout out Sam Rothstein Music, Dollar Sign Asia, everybody. You're interacting with a lot of the cool culture leaders. Being on this podcast of Voice First with listeners, not our biggest listener base for Voice First is Mountain View, California. Hmm. Anchor gives demographic reports, as you know, so it yeah. breaks down the exact location. The highest listener base for your Voice First podcast is the headquarters of Google in Mountain View, California, in Tesla, and some of the biggest tech companies. Way more listeners out there. But what I'm sharing with them and putting in their head is how cool and how many cool people are here in Columbus, Ohio. I'm curious of your views on who are those culture drivers? Who are the people that the rest of the world needs to start to be aware of? Or if we're here in Ohio, who are the people that we need to start putting our energy into to lift them up so that they can drive our city into the future? There are two categories of people that energy needs to be put into, for sure. Uh, the first category uh, is people that are creating things out of thin air, it seems such as the magicians exactly such as sam rostein as we mentioned such as joseph keith such as people like josh miller and cole baker who throw together two by two hip-hop fest um such as people like adam himmel who i interviewed for the release this week uh, which is march 11th um he throws together a lot of stuff in old north uh particularly little flea 614 uh just bringing people the people that bring people together mm -hmm. and then the second category of people that don't seem to be as focused on but need to be are the people that are the best to have as fans of anything there are a few people i will note here that just siphon siphon they they what's the word i'm looking for they funnel so much positive energy into anything that they enjoy and they are not afraid to say that they like things which it can be a little it's it's a little nerve-wracking to say that you like something sometimes. Mm -hmm. You're afraid of being seen as something that you don't want to be seen as if it being doesn't put always... in a box. Exactly. You don't want to be put in a box. And these people are not afraid of that. Uh, the first couple that come off the top of my mind are Alex Johnson from uh, Revolter Pictures. He is one of the biggest supporters of things that he likes I've seen. Uh, he just puts a lot of positive energy into things. Um, Interesting. And as well as YC, Young Columbus, uh, he is a, per a performer in Columbus, makes dope music with uh, The Collective. The Collective includes Adam Corwin, uh, DJ Harbinger, uh, K 
King Bali, all those people. And YC has consistently been one of the best fans to have of anything. He creates his own stuff for sure. He, he makes the moves. But at the same time, if he's at your show, that show instantly jumped in energy by like six times <laughs> at least. And that's Young... Young Columbus or YC. Young YC. Yes. Y underscore Columbus on Instagram. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Your Voice First Podcast. If you'd like to learn more, find us on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and every other social platform at Voice First AI.